When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. What if you could become a better person, not by working harder, but by taking one doable step a day? And not because you're a bad person now, but because there's something inside you that's ready for more. How to Be a Better Person walks you through one year of those tiny steps. 365 small but mighty tools you can use in the next 24 hours to make a difference in yourself and the world. My mission? To help you live your best life. Hi, it's Kate. Welcome to How to Be a Better Person. Today is about being a better person in your heart. And what I'm about to share isn't about something to start doing. Instead, it's about something you can stop doing, which is kind of nice, right? Like crossing something off your to-do list forever. And that thing you can stop doing is making it your job to keep the peace at any price. It may seem like your highest goal in any difficult situation is to keep things from spilling over into anger or upset, But keeping the peace can look an awful lot like sweeping things under the rug and ignoring what needs attention. Ultimately, keeping the peace has the opposite effect. It can lead to a lot of festering stuff like resentment or hurt. And trust me, that stuff will always find its way to the surface. And by that time, it's more likely to be a real eruption instead of a smattering of bubbles. Let me give you an example of what I mean. One morning this past summer was a fairly typical get-the-kids-off-to-camp extravaganza. I was busy packing up lunches, applying sunscreen, rounding up the towels in the bathing suits. I was giving a neighbor kid a ride to camp that day, too. My kids and I left the house and walked to the car, which is parked in our driveway, which is on a street that isn't all that busy but is a cut-through between two busy streets, just as our neighbor walked up. We had just opened the doors to the car when a huge semi-truck came barreling down our street, going at least 45 miles an hour, passing inches from us. It was loud. It was kind of scary, too. Now, I don't know if it's just a natural part of the aging process, or motherhood, or what, but it drives me crazy when people drive too fast through our residential, kid, and pet-strewn neighborhood. What if he had driven by when our neighbor was still walking up the street? Mind you, our street is technically two-lane, but with on-street parking, it quickly turns into one lane. And there are many houses that not only don't have sidewalks, but have bushes planted all the way out to the edge of the street. So at some parts, you have no choice but to walk in the middle of the street. Despite the anger I felt, I managed to keep it together, and I told everyone to get in and buckle up. I headed down the hill in the same direction of the truck. Turns out, that truck was pulled over to the side of the road to make a delivery to the restaurant that's at the end of our street. I had no choice but to pull up next to him. Since both our windows were down, because it was hot as Hades, I decided in that moment to talk to him. I told him, listen, I saw you barrel down this road going over 40 miles an hour. That is way too fast. Please slow down. I gestured to show him all the kids in the car with me. To his credit, he said, thank you, and I kept going. I thought it was a productive exchange. The kids, on the other hand, were mortified. Mommy, why do you have to talk to strangers? I told them, look, I didn't yell at him, but he was being reckless. And what if our neighbor had come two minutes later and was in the street when he drove by so fast? He never would have been able to stop in time. God knows what would have happened. 
Then I told them about one time I had driven down the same street, which has a pretty steep downhill portion, and had gotten up too much speed. There was a woman who lives at the bottom of the hill who was in her front yard, and she yelled at me, Slow down! (laughs) It made me realize that I was going way too fast, and now I make sure to go slower down that hill. My neighbor helped me see something I was doing wrong, and now I make it a point to do that thing better. I hoped to do the same thing for that truck driver. This is a lesson it took me a long time to get through my skull, that being a good person and keeping the peace aren't the same thing. Sometimes you have to say something that might make someone uncomfortable because it's the right thing to do and it needs to be said. Not saying something would be the worst choice. Granted, I could have lost my mind and yelled at him and reported him and just ruined his day because I was upset. But luckily I'd had that 60 seconds it took me to drive down the street to pull myself together. Saying the stuff that might be hard to say in the moment for whatever reason but that needs to be said is also related to being a better person. If we could all just get more comfortable with saying and receiving the difficult thing, the world would be a better place. I hope this gives you the shot in the arm to say the next thing that needs to be said to the next person who needs to hear it. I don't want to wind you up and send you out into the world ready to unleash on the next person to do something that upsets you. Remember to take a breath at least before you speak. Maybe take a couple of days if it's a really big thing, but say what needs to be said with as much love or at least matter-of-factness as you can. The funny thing is that when you stop trying to keep the peace at any cost, you find a lot more of it in your heart and help create more of it in the world, too. Is your book club looking for books to read this January? How to Be a Better Person, the book, is a great thing to read with a group. You can each choose three of the things in the book that you want to focus on in the new year, and talk about what you think being a better person means. It's a juicy conversation starter. If you choose how to be a better person for your book group, I've got a few slots in January and early February available to join your meeting via Skype or Zoom. I can give you some insider info on how the book came to be, answer questions, and just spend a little time with you and the cool people in your life. Use the Contact Kate button on BeABetterPersonPodcast.com or send me a DM on Twitter. My handle is at Kate Han, and we will hook it up. Thanks for listening to How to Be a Better Person. Our theme song is Left for Deadish by Junior85. The podcast is mixed by Sound Advice Strategies. If you liked what you heard in this episode, share it with someone you think would like it too. Your voice matters. Also, How to Be a Better Person has an official newsletter that sends the past seven episodes, a sneak peek of the week ahead, and one well-chosen meme to your inbox every Saturday morning. Sign up at BeABetterPersonPodcast.com and click on Get Podcast News. I also love to hear from listeners. I mean, I love it. Send me an email by clicking on the Contact Kate button at BeABetterPersonPodcast.com. Tweet me at Kate Han, K-A-T-E-H-A-N, or find me on Instagram at Kate Hanley Author. I look forward to connecting with you. 